2: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Sum 41, 30 seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club.
3: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Congrats to Joel Embiid. If there was any doubt, there's no longer any doubt. He's your MVP after the performance last night. He scored more than half his team's points in a win against the Boston Celtics. He put up 52 Stat of the Day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of this program. We'll head to Augusta. Our good buddy Mike Tarico will join us. The Par 3 contest is today. I think the weather will be nice today, but after that, it'll be a little sketchy in, uh, in Augusta. The Super Mario Brothers movie, Nintendo and uh, Illumination presents the Super Mario Brothers movie only in theaters on April 5th. Poll question for Hour 2 is going to be what, Seton O'Connor? Well, hour one didn't really work out all that well because people
4: are very into PGA Tour. Okay. They've got uh it's now eighty-three percent of the vote. Saying wild. that they're that somebody from the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour uh will is, be the Masters champion. Okay. Is that do you think people just believe in those
3: golfers more or is that anti live tour still? It might be both, but it's also out of sight, out of mind, and then you forget there's some really good players. They spent a lot of money on those players. And if I'm running the Live Tour, if I'm Greg Norman, it's almost like your team is going out there to perform. They got their logos. You've seen the Live Tour hats and you know sweaters and jackets. Phil Mickelson had his on yesterday. It's, I expect my team to go out there and perform well. And if somebody from the Live Tour wins, I don't know if it's a slap in the face to the PGA Tour. you spend spent hundreds of millions of dollars on these players. They should be good. It's like you're going to spend money on a draft choice or uh, a recruit. They better be good. This is what you did. You went out and got some marquee players there. But we'll talk to Mike Tirico about this. Scotty Scheffler is the favorite. Then it's Rory, John Rahm, Tony Finau, Jordan Spieth. Those are the best odds. Dustin Johnson is not in there. Uh, Patrick Reed not in there. DeChambeau, uh, Cam Smith, I thought I would definitely bet on Cam Smith. He's always in the top five there. Uh, and as long as he still has the mullet, I'm definitely betting on him. Yep. Whenever we used to say Tiger versus the field, and we did that, keep this in mind. So, Scotty Scheffler is the favorite this year, plus at 650. Tiger odds to win Augusta. This is from 2000 to 2009, according to Action Network. Plus 200. Plus 150. Plus 200, plus 150, plus 350, plus 400, plus 200, minus 125, plus 130, plus 220. Every one of those, better odds than Scotty Scheffler. He won in 01, he won in 02, and won in 2005. He also won in 1997 and 2019. And Tiger did talk about his health, and, you know, he understands the mortality of what's going on with his career. It's not necessarily about playing. It's just being able to compete, to go out there. And he doesn't know how much longer he's going to be able to do that. And he talked about that yesterday.
1: When you're playing this course, does it ever cross your mind? This could be the last time?
5: Yes, it has. I didn't know. I mean, last year was, didn't know if I was, I was going to play again at that time. For some reason, everything kind of came together. And I kind of pushed a little bit. And I was able to make the cut, which
3: was nice. He's an open book now. 15 years ago, Tiger wouldn't say anything to you. He wouldn't give you an update on anything. Now it feels like every time he sits down to talk to somebody, he's telling you about what he's going through, what he went through, what it's like just to try to walk. He nearly lost his leg. He thanks his team that always gets him ready to go when he's going to play. And he's only going to be playing in a handful of tournaments from now on. And that'll be the majors. Maybe you'll have his tournament, uh, you know, the L.A. Open Uh, You know, those are the things that he'll probably try to compete in. But that's that's about it. And I think at age 47, that's a that's a 67 year old body trapped in a 47 year old man and everything that he's gone through. Like when you look at if somebody went through one of these things, you know, a very, very public divorce, uh, car crash, uh, the women who were involved in his life, just that. And then you had where he's pulled over. He doesn't even know where he is. You know, clearly medicated, self-medicated. And then you have the car accident where he nearly died and then nearly lost his leg. And now to be able to come back and play, it's remarkable to go through one of those. But Tiger out there playing and the golf part is not the issue. It's walking. And Augusta is a lot. It's a lot hillier than what you think. And it's a tougher walk than you think. And I think that'll, that's where it'll wear down on Tiger. He might come out and play great you know, Thursday and Friday. Also, if you have a delay where he has to start and then stop and then start, that'll affect him greatly as well. But he's there, and uh, obviously the odds of him winning are uh, extremely long. Right now, uh, 9,000, plus 9,000. Top 10 finish, plus 600 to make the cut, minus 165. So hopefully Tiger's there over the weekend. Yes, Paul?
6: How wild is it that it's 2023? He's still, if not the lead story, one of the lead stories. I'm watching the different shows today, and his presence there, it's still like the threat of him is still around.
3: Well, I think we are hoping for the threat. I don't know if it's legitimate, but understand the tour right now. Scotty Scheffler is the number one player, but doesn't have a dynamic personality. Rory? Rory's still interesting. Uh, Jordan Spieth, people still love him, but after that, okay, Justin Thomas, uh, John Rom, maybe, but nobody does anything where you go, Oh my God. And, and that's what Tiger always gave you the, Oh my God. Or you might have a moment like that. You're going to have great golf. Because that's what Augusta is. Augusta, Augusta wants to have great golf. They want to have birdies and eagles. They want to have roars there. And, and, and that's, that's one of the things you take away when you're on site is the sound that you have there. Where you could be on the second hole and you could hear something on the 16th and it feels like it's just you know a couple of uh, you know, hundred yards away. It feels that way. That's what they want. They want excitement. They want great golf there. But Tiger always gave us the, I got to watch because I'm going to see something I've never seen before. That's not the case, but he might give you a couple of those memories. And that's what I always hoped for, because there was a generation that never saw what we saw growing up, where he had a 10-year run where it was Tiger versus the field in every tournament that he was in. And you would take Tiger. And I thought, there's a generation that he went 10 years, he didn't win anything. And I kept thinking, I hope you get one opportunity to watch him win. And then he gave that to us at Augusta, where you were able to see, okay, I get it. Because a lot of times you'll watch video. You might watch old video on YouTube, and you go, all right, that guy was okay. Yeah, all right, not bad. Tiger, you, were, you had to go back and watch a video of him. You weren't seeing anything. And then when you saw it, and then you realized just how incredible it was. Yes, Marv?
1: When was the first time you heard of Tiger Woods? Did somebody say, hey, there's a kid out of Stanford that you got to see?
3: I remember he was on the Mike Douglas show, and he might have been three years of age. And he was with his father. And he was out there just hitting balls. And, it, you know, it was like I just remembered, I, I wonder what will happen to that kid. You know, because you're saying, oh, my God, at that age. And he was just a little guy, and he was out there. It, it was the end, like night. End of the seventy, nineteen seventy-eight, seventy-nine, 1978, 79. And I just thought, I wonder what will happen to him. And then all of a sudden, I watched... I think there was a... Uh, I think the amateur was in Portland, Oregon. Might have been. And I remember watching him. I remember one time he had uh, a straw hat on and maybe he had shorts on, and he was really thin. I remember him teeing off at Riviera when he was like 16. So I, I got... I've been around his entire career, um, probably from start to finish. But you're, you're seeing things, and then you're going, okay, you know, is he going to be able to compete with these guys? And then all of a sudden, yes, he can compete with these guys. And he gave us the hello world. And you know, all of a sudden, you're like, okay, it's here. And then once it got here, nobody could stop it. It was a tsunami. It was like, oh, my God. And everybody was trying to figure out, how do I get distance like he does? And to intimidate on a golf course. When I, when I don't get to guard you, you know, I, it's, I'm going to, watch me hit this. And you just can't do anything about it. Like, he would just take away Ernie L's confidence. You'd see it. Ernie was second best player, and you would be like, oh, my God. Or, or Mickelson. These veterans, Hall of Famers. And be like Tiger, just like, whoosh. He was in the HOV lane, and you were in the, uh, the right lane, the far right lane. And the crowd was seeing something, hearing something. He was demonstrative. It was just different. It was a different. He changed golf in a variety of ways, and I think is the greatest golfer of all time.
6: Yeah, Paul. That Tiger straw hat thing, that's uh, September of 94, his first U.S. amateur victory. He's got a straw hat on. He's probably 160 pounds, about yeah. six foot tall. He's on the cover of Sports Illustrated the next week, cover of Golf World, and that was the the first national unveiling as a semi-adult. Yeah.
3: And I've had limited access to him. You know, I don't really know him. I know people who know him, but, uh, you know, they're guarding their investment. And he wasn't a very good interview. Now he is because I think he's older and he understands his place in the game and being reflective and, and appreciating all these memories. Because when you're in it, I don't know if you savor it. That's why I always go back to when Jordan won an NBA title and he was holding on to that trophy on the floor. And I remember, you know, I didn't get to see that, but I was told that because I was there for ESPN and he was holding it and he didn't want to let it go. And he understood in the moment of how important it was because a lot of players don't realize that until after the fact where they go, yeah, you know what? I should have celebrated a little bit more. And I always wondered if, you know, Tiger became this money machine. He was an ATM. And it was just like, all right, you won that now. What are you doing now? Now what are you doing now? Now what are you doing now? I think he gets the opportunity to reflect on this. And I think we benefit because he is finally sharing some things. Because he was always guarded. Always. But I think he grew up that way, that his father, his mother and father guarded him from reality. All right. I'll step down off my soapbox here. Uh, Michael in L.A. Hi, Mike. What's on your mind today?
5: Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Mm. I have two things for you. Uh, First, I have a T-shirt idea. Mm. It could could say the Dan Patrick Show, tamper-free radio, dot, 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 for the most part. And then you could have a list of every person that's been fined as a result of being interviewed on your show.
3: (laughs) All right. All right.
5: If once you get Mike Tirico on, if you could just ask him this hypothetical for me, what would he think would happen if they added a timer to golf? How do you think that would play out?
3: Well, they do put you on the clock. They, they do put players on the clock. So it's not something that I don't think if you're going slower in the, di- you know, the um, uh, the distance between you and the next group and it gets to be too much, then they get you. They put you on the clock. Now, I don't know how stringent they enforce that, but they will say such and such is on the clock.
6: Yeah, Paul. It's kind of like baseball. It's, an, it's an, a rule, and it's written. I've, I've got it here, but there is no uh, specific enforcement. If you had a clock where if you, if you broke the rule, you lost a stroke, yeah. then you'd have something.
3: Yeah, I don't even know how they enforce it other than to say you're on the clock. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Brent in Alabama. Hey, Brent, what's on your mind today?
5: Hey everybody! Love the show. Um, thanks for the wonderful lead-in. I, I can't believe this isn't getting talked about more. But baseball has done golf a huge favor by with the success of speeding up the game, uh, which I think we'll just continue to. We'll, we'll hear comments about how the positive impact it's going to have uh, for fans and everybody. Golf carts are coming to the PGA Tour. I think it's a no-brainer. They couldn't change it just for an individual player even somebody as important and critical as tiger woods first of all tiger wouldn't want them to change the golf cart rule for him but now and it, you know but now he never said he's against carts. he just said he would never want to be the exception but with the comments he's making if the pga tour changes and allows golf carts they are going to get minimum five more years of tiger probably 10 more years of tiger and Think about how much money that is worth. It's a win-win. They get tons of money. They get more fans, more viewers. And, I mean, it's just—it's what, it's what I think everybody wants. Just like for years, all of, all of us baseball fans, I've got, I've got five dollars under 12. And I have not thought twice about going to an Atlanta Braves game the last couple of years with, with five daughters. You know, I don't want to sit there for four hours, much less an hour or two before and
3: after well why don't you get out of the house give your wife a break if you've got five daughters under the age of 12 she'd probably like for you to get out of the house there brent
5: (laughs) oh man my kids need all the time with their wife uh that they can get you know they're they're much better off around her but i I do try to chip in as
3: much as i can all right well thank you brent I was just joking there bro <laughs> and you know what saying i try to chip in is not the move no, no, my no, dude no. No no
4: no. no, no 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 five dollar. you are
3: well past the point of
4: trying to chip in my dude
3: there's certain code <laughs> words that you never you're never babysitting your own child no. you know you don't don't ever say that you know? chipping in around the house Yes, Paul.
6: When I'm sitting in another room watching a game and I yell, you need any help? (laughs) That's what gets me in trouble when I'm sitting almost motionless.
3: Yeah. Uh, Brian in Philly. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the program. What do you have for me?
5: ADP, first time, long time, 5'10", a soft 190. Soft. So I want to tell you that I appreciate the show. Our family has taken over the – Best and Worst of the Weekend. Every day at the dinner table, we do a Best and Worst of the Day. <laughs> and uh, I have a question for you. Right. I was lucky enough to win tickets to the first round tomorrow at the Masters. I'm also lucky enough to own one of the original cease and desist t-shirts from or that mimics the font for the mm. golf course. In the
3: game. <sighs> I, I I I don't do know I, what you're talking about, Ryan. <laughs> I, I'm just curious. If I wear the T-shirt to the tournament,
5: do I get a a cease and desist letter?
3: I I can't encourage or support. I I can't <laughs> offer any comments on that. Knowingly wearing contraband. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what shirt you're talking about, Ryan, and I hope you have a great trip. And if you happen to uh, have somebody take a picture of you and you'd like to send it to us, that would be great. But don't narc me out here against the Masters. Talking about. Uh, uh, Thank you, Ryan. Uh, Do we have the uh, Connecticut T-shirts up there, Seton, yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, they are? Oh, yeah, yeah, they're up there. Oh. Absolutely, they were up there yesterday.
6: Okay,
4: danpatrick.com. Can't cut the net. Yeah. (laughs)
6: Can't cut the net. Can,
4: can cut the net. Can cut can. the net. Yeah. Todd's would be can't. Yeah. But for Connecticut, they
3: they can cut the net yes. down. Can cut the yeah. net. I'm proud of that T shirt. Can cut the net. That yeah. one's pretty that's pretty that's sharp. Very creative. And by the way, Moonshine, Tailgate Moonshine will be available eleven A.M. Eastern tomorrow. The Azalea is spectacular. Then we uh, I I listened to you. I asked if they could make another batch of salted caramel, also cinnamon apple. That's available as well. Limited quantities, but tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern, and uh, first come, first serve. Take a break. Mike Tirico will join us coming up from Augusta after this. Traeger Grills, Traeger Ironwood Grills. Oh, they've done it again. The latest innovation, the Traeger Flat Rock Flat Top Grill. All right it could have done a little better with the name there but it's incredible we got to see this at the super bowl they uh when uh, you know all, everything that went into creating and constructing the uh, flat rock traeger uh they left no stone unturned three separate cooking zones which means you can cook a variety of foods at different temperatures all at the same time and uh, it's the first gas powered grill in the t- uh, traeger lineup traeger wants to make sure you have the tools to stay in control of what's cooking Unleash your full grilling potential. The Traeger Flat Rock. Explore all the flavors that... uh, They did fried eggs. You can do stir-fry. You can do all of it at the same time. Build yourself the dream outdoor kitchen. You can get the Flat Rock today. Traeger.com. And remember... Use the code DP Show at checkout to get free shipping. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming!
4: I said, I said OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college?
1: Because it ain't me.
7: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Don't look now, but here come the Lakers. 7-1 and one since March 19th. And they needed everybody's help last night. An overtime win against Utah. Big game against the Clippers coming up. You want to move into the sixth seed, then you get Sacramento to open up the playoffs. If you get into the five and the five and the four, now it's Golden State and Phoenix. You want to steer clear of that. At least you hope you can. You know, it'd be great if the Lakers matched up, they got Sacramento, and then they got Memphis. That'd probably be ideal for them. Or even Denver, but Denver's going to be the number one overall seed. Joel Embiid won the MVP last night, by the way, unofficially, uh, put up 52 against the Celtics. All righty. Uh we head to Augusta, Mike Tarico, Sunday Night Football, play by play. Call in the Masters for Sirius XM. Where are you right now, Mike?
1: Right now, Dan, I am in one of the studios for Sirius XM, which is in the press building at Augusta. Okay. So we, I think we do the show from one studio down. By the way, is this the DP show now projecting that MB is one yes. of the MVP? Yes. Is this like it's like Cornaki on election night? We can now project
3: all the precincts aren't in yet, Mike, but uh, okay. we're we're going to project right now that Joel Embiid is going to be the MVP. All right, give us an update Stop. on the weather.
1: Uh, great today, good tomorrow, uh, bad the rest of the week, cool and windy. And as you know, Dan, from your years being here, wind here is multiplied because it swirls and you have to be so precise to landing spots, so wind here is very tough and cool Usually that brings in more players in the field, and it's not about overpowering the golf course or for the big hitters having a big advantage. It becomes everything's a three-shot par five. So if it's playing like that, those are the years we've seen Zach Johnson, Mike Weir, among others, win. So it may bring more guys into the mix come the weekend.
3: What do you read into Tiger's comments?
1: Which ones? About uh, the golf ball? About him?
3: About... About him his future... Yeah, his his future. He's more of an open book than he's ever been, Mike.
1: No doubt, Dan. Remarkably reflective. And uh, Taylor Zarzer, who I'm working with on SiriusXM, did an interview with Tiger yesterday, and I was driving to the course this morning and heard it. And I was thinking the same thing that you just mentioned, remarkably reflective. You know, and and I I guess when you have to um, really go through all these major surgeries, you nearly died. Uh, You're going through all these major surgeries and all of the rehab, none of which we really know, the lengths that he's gone to you have to do all that just to be able to play again but many people think you couldn't play again uh, let alone all the back stuff at some point no matter how invincible you seem to be it has to make you a realist so I think he is very reflective understanding that it takes a lot to play here and if he's got one or two more or three more whatever it is to savor it and appreciate it and it, it does make all of us I think feel old when we stop and say this is Tiger's 25th Masters Because wow. you know it, it feels like not too long ago when we watched the early ones and then 97
3: of course yeah I was there for his first one wow It's crazy isn't it I know and it used to be Tiger versus the field Mike and we right, would take right. Tiger
1: <laughs> a lot and and more often than not be right his winning percentage is still extraordinary his winning percentage in the majors is out of this world uh you, you just reflect on his career and the career of jack nicholas and i i saw them see, standing next to each other jack seated tiger standing in the picture that came out from the champions dinner last night and uh, it, it's just remarkable to see tiger set that nicholas standard as his goal and almost got all the way there didn't get all the way there with the six green jackets and the 18 professional majors but got pretty far along that path. And it's, remar- it's the one coolest thing I think about golf is that Nicholas played, he was inspired by Bobby Jones, had the chance to play with Hogan and then Palmer and Watson and Nicholas, and now they pass it on to Tiger, and Tiger's passing it on to the next generation. The connectivity of golf because of the longevity of careers brings that history really to the surface, I think better than other sports.
3: Help us understand Tension level, if there is tension between Liv and the PGA Tour, how big of a component is that going to be with your coverage this week?
1: Boy, I thought it would be more from just the feel for the week, and I think it's been diffused pretty quickly. I think the guys got here, and it feels different. Now, maybe if the U.S. Open or the PGA was first, it might be a little more knife's edge, and there may be a little more tension. But I think nobody wants to be the guy who was at, the masters and made it about live versus the pga tour and not the masters tournament it just doesn't feel yeah. like the place to do it yeah. and it sounds like from the early reports from the champions dinner last night uh yeah. that the guys mixed in pretty well and it wasn't an issue there wasn't a kiddie table for the live guys <laughs> and everybody else got <laughs> to sit at another table you know uh it sounds like the six masters champs who were there um were part of the evening and it was there all in the name of honoring scotty scheffler which is pretty cool
3: okay Aside from Tiger versus Phil on Sunday yeah. in the final group, I want right. you, I want you to be program director here. Give me the okay. ideal twosome on Sunday afternoon.
1: Yeah, um, th- there's a bunch because there are a lot of good guys right now. Like I'd love to see Scotty Scheffler trying to repeat. Let's see John Rahm trying to win here because he's got everything to win here. You'd love the nostalgia of those guys, but I would take Rory versus Jordan Spieth. A uh, Rory going for the last leg of the career Grand Slam, the only one of the majors he hasn't won, against a guy in Spieth who has that crossover magnetism that I think other guys don't. And, and you know what I'm talking about, Dan. Like, There are people who don't love golf, but they'll see Spieth and they'll stop and watch because they know there's an entire dramatic something. He's going to break somebody's phone, hit it off of somebody. <laughs> He's going to be in an impossible place. He's going to chip in and make three and just kind of have that aw shucks look about him, right? There's something about Jordan. You want to watch him hit his next shot. And I think Rory's got that star quality, uh, along with everything he's done to try to keep the PGA tour intact. Uh for Mike, me, that Mike would, that you gotta have
3: Sunday. Rory versus Patrick Reed on Sunday.
1: Oh, you really do you want that? Now that who's who's not gonna be rooting for Rory other than Patrick's friends? But but nobody that... roots for
3: Patrick Reed anyway. Even his friends That's probably don't. Yeah. But we need a villain there. You you want to go that way? Yes. That's you. Yeah. You, you, okay. You How, about How about this? How about Dustin Johnson and Rory? Yeah, but you know what, Dan? Like, does anybody
1: dislike Dustin Johnson? Or does anybody dislike Cameron Smith? Most of the guys who are playing for Live or playing on the Live tour, when they come back, it's like, yeah, you know, what did he ever do to you, right? Now, Patrick Reed. Has over a variety of years, I, I don't know, I might get sued here if I say anything about Patrick. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> over a variety of years, he, he has caused the ire of several for a variety of reasons. Always been very nice to me, but this is, uh, <laughs> this has been told in courts over the years. But other than that, there's no villain amongst that. There's a villain in general with Norman, with Mickelson, and the idea of live. But by the way, look, competition's been great for America. Competition when when you were at CNN and we were at ESPN, you know, it was like, okay, what, what sports tonight do you know what that, that that makes everybody better. And I think the existence of live has made the PGA Tour better. Personally, just personally, where I sit, I had a hard time with the guys who helped their careers achieve where they got because of the PGA Tour, yeah. then turning around and publicly saying, I want the PGA Tour to be harmed or fail. That's the only place that I said, ah, you know what? To me, as a golf fan, that's not cool. Other than that, competition makes you better. I think the tour is better today than it was 15 months ago because of the threat of live.
3: Is Greg Norman there?
1: I I have not seen him. Uh, He certainly wasn't at the Champions Dinner. He didn't win the tournament. I doubt he was invited (laughs) to come otherwise. Um, I don't think that the 18 Live tour members... Will be waiting around if one of the one of their brethren wins the title. Like if somebody shoots 75-74 and misses the cut, I don't think they're going to hang for the weekend to welcome them off the eighteenth green. So while that sounded good, I, I don't I don't see that happening. I hope it does. It would be good theater, but I, I don't see that
3: happening. And Fritzy had a joke. If you want to use it in your coverage on uh, SiriusXM, yeah. that uh, okay, he could see where you know some of the live players don't show up on Sunday because they only play fifty four, Mike. Just saying. that's
1: good. That that is very good. Yeah, they they, they will we won't have guys finishing the Masters on seven. No, <laughs> uh, like like you have on a live tour, and there there will not be a concert right after. Uh, that that will not be. Look, it's different. It's um, it's a challenge to the system, like every other. Look, think, think of think of the uh, ABA and the three point shot. Right, the NBA thought that was ridiculous. That half court shot that Jerry West hit in the in the finals was a two pointer. To send the game to overtime it would have been a three to win it back uh, if it was more recent the aba's ability to do that changed the game and impacted the game forever so there are there are elements of stuff that can work it's it just what are you playing for are you playing for a championship or are you just playing for cash and it doesn't feel like you're playing for anything in a sport where what you're playing for and the legacy of the sport Matters probably as much as any sport.
3: But also, Mike, if you look at the live tour players, they got paid and they get to play in this major. How many majors are are they going to be able to to, uh, play in each year?
1: Dan, that's the big story with those guys. The numbers are going to dwindle because they're not getting world ranking points. Uh, Unless you have other ways in, you're not going to find your way in. So each major has a certain qualification. If you finish in the top 12 or the top eight, you get invited back next year to me. That's the story with the live players on Sunday. Uh Are you going to earn a spot into next year's Masters or somewhere else if you win by the exemptions that come with your finish? So the, to me, that's one of the small stories, but it'll have the most impact on individual guys whose uh, ability to play in these majors is going to run out as their world championship points run out and also their qualifications for winning the events that they won. Guys like DeChambeau winning the U.S. Open, et cetera, et cetera, and Kepka as well.
3: What uh, what's your best score at Augusta?
1: I don't know. I'd have to go look. I've only oh, played a few times. Oh my, come no, on! If, if I've, you I've knew only it, played a few times. If you knew, no. If it was really good, I would know it. Yes, by the way. Right. <laughs> yes Dan, 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 it was it was all about what's yours. Eighty one. Eighty one. Wow. And what, did you find and for the you know for the people who have had the op- opportunity to play from the members' tees. It's very playable. It's not very long. And it's it's really, if you have a good putting day or you're accurate, you have a, and a great caddy, you have a chance to put up a good score.
3: But we played, wherever you could play from the tips, we played from the tips. Oh, you did? Yeah, we wow. eight, 18 played from the tips. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, but, you know, there were a couple of holes. But my caddy, uh, caddy uh-huh. for Seve. And, oh, wow, what, and what he, a story. And he was wondering, I got traded on the first tee, Mike. Because the Four? caddies were betting. Oh, and, oh! And and I got trade. I hit my tee shot, and and uh, my caddy traded for me. And so they had they had money on us it's, while we're playing. It's the, but it's yeah. the best, it's the best part of it, I I will say that this
1: did happen to me at Augusta. Closest I came to an ace in my life was here at six. I I, I came. I was playing with Jade Billis, as a matter of fact. I came this close. To an ace, that was the uh, that was that was the golf moment of my life at Augusta Nation. Now, what
3: do you do? You have to buy drinks for everybody in the clubhouse. I don't know how that works at Augusta. Sadly, I never got to find out. Uh, yeah, and you don't even remember what your score was, Mike.
1: No, I don't. I don't do that, Dan. I don't walk
3: around Polly, talking about. Polly, it. Paulie, would you get a hold of Billis? We're already on it. Billis will have the scorecard because he probably shot, a, you know, pretty good score. He, no, he
1: he 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 did play well that day.
3: I have the picture of how close the ball came. The, the caddy
1: said, "Mr. Mike, we you can't have your phone out, but I got to take a picture of how close you came." And I do. It's this close. It's painful. Thanks for bringing up a nice memory for me, Dan. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> Is that fire real behind you? By the way. Uh.
3: It's yeah. I mean, it's a it's a it's a it's, a, it's real warm.
1: <laughs> when I when I work the uh, the Thursday Friday coverage with ESPN that Scotty Van Pelt does now, uh, the question I would get from people more is the fireplace in Butler Cabin real? I know. Yeah. Yes, it is real. It is real.
3: But it's see, real. you should have gotten like some marshmallows. Maybe oh, made some they, s'mores. That, yeah, that would that, be great. Come on, Butler Cabo. Excuse me. <laughs> Curtis and I are just making some s'mores here. That'll <laughs> but, go. They you, they have a great sense of humor down there, Mike. What, what do you think about the whole location of 13
1: today, <laughs> Curtis? Hang on. I don't want to roast this marshmallow to it. I, I will say this, Dan, for folks in all seriousness, and you know this because you've been here working and you've had the opportunity to come as a guest. Uh, media member, player, caddy, pro, Uh, guest uh, patron, as, you know, we like to say here, all of it. It's really hard to get here. When you get here, there's no place in sports where you get treated better. They treat everyone great. The press building here, they should, by fiber, bring every sporting event into here and have it covered from here. Uh, They they do everything really, really well. And I I will say it coming back here. All right, Mike. Okay. No, I'm People don't know that, Dan. Trying to play on Monday, aren't you, Mike? No, I'm not. I'm going home on Monday. I've been here for 11 days. Do you, don't you agree, though? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's it, it's an awesome place. It yeah. really is. It, yeah. It's one of those you do pitch yourself when you get here. It, it is pretty cool. A, you, you understand why people get emotional about it. So have I, a
3: pimento sandwich on me, Mike. Okay. You want me to send one to you? No. Okay. I never had a Good pimento cheese sandwich until I went to Augusta. And then I went, where's, where's, this, where's this been in my life?
1: <laughs> the best thing, $10, beer, sandwich, and chips. And can't you can, come yeah. you can come back with change.
3: Yeah, come back with change. Where else? Not bad. Do you know I took a piece of turf from Augusta when I played? Did you like try to put it in your? <laughs> yes, lawn I did. It? I brought How it back for you. I brought it back in Tupperware, and my wife goes, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I I I brought some grass back from Augusta, and I was going to try to see if I could plant it. It didn't work. And uh, it didn't.
1: Dude, I've got I've got a quick one for you. Okay, last game at Old Tiger Stadium." Uh, they were handing out cups of dirt from the outfield warning track, and we were building our house in Michigan. So, my wife grew up a Tiger fan. We have a cup of dirt from the warning track at Tiger Stadium, left field, in the foundation of our house in Michigan. There you go. Hmm.
3: Well, there you go. Thanks for topping me, Mike. Thanks for topping me to talk to you again. I miss Good you. Good to talk to you. That's Mike Tirico. Mike will be the lead play-by-play voice. Sirius XM Masters broadcast tomorrow through Sunday at uh, 2 Eastern each day. Also, he'll uh, he'll be part of Golf Channel's comprehensive live from the Masters studio coverage as well, starting this week at noon Eastern. By the way, Rich Lerner is the host there live from the Masters. Awesome. They do a great job. All right, we'll take a break. We'll get to phone calls coming up back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
7: Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport whether you believe in analytics or the eye test we've got all the bases covered new episodes drop every thursday so do yourself a favor and listen to inside the parker with rob parker on the iHeartRadio radio app or wherever you get your podcast this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Wasn't uh, Emily Ratatouille in this video? Don't do not do that. She sure was. Yes, yeah, she was. Don't
6: ask as if you...
3: Uh, Harry Styles going out with Emily Ratajkowski? Really? Oh, yeah. Dang. Yeah, for the last couple of months there. And Emily's good friend is Olivia Wilde, who was dating Harry Styles. Huh. Just letting you know little Access Hollywood entertainment tonight, Us Weekly. I read them all. I watch them all. Yes, Paul? How old is Harry Styles? He still looks like a young guy. Is
6: he like 30? Or
3: is he younger? I don't even think he's 30. He might be right right there. Maybe he's
6: late 20s. 28? Yeah, you're right. 29 years old. And I should have deferred to you yes, on this. Of course you should have. <laughs>
3: This program brought to you by Mercedes. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more. MBUSA.com. I'd like to host one of those shows one of these times. I'm sure that I could trade with Billy Bush with Access Hollywood or Extra. I'm sure that that could happen. That Billy would do this show and I would do that show. Yes, Marv.
1: But you're friends with Kevin Frazier. Why don't you just ask him to fill in? He can come in, come to Milford. He could do this show. He's filled he can, in before.
3: Yeah. Uh, and I could work well with uh, Nichelle Turner. I think there could be some magic there. There could be some chemistry. Yes, yeah, Eden. My wife has been, like, super into this show called uh, Mar-
4: Married at First Sight. Yeah. Where you basically, like, to An arranged like, marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they haven't met each other. They meet each other for the first time at the altar, and then you see, like, all of these things that go on. And uh, I was watching with her and they did a recap of like months later, where do things stand? Mm. And all of a sudden my wife goes, Hey, isn't that Kay Frey? Kevin Frazier on there doing the uh, wrap up interviews. Oh, Oh, I thought that he got married. No, 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 he was doing the, uh, like the interviews
3: though of like, Mm. like, Shelly, tell
4: me, what's it See, I, like? I
3: would have a hard time doing that. I, I would. Where It feels like those entertainment hosts are excited about everybody and everything that they're doing. He is perfect. Oh, K. Fras- Kevin Fraser's great. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. And so is Nichelle Turner. That She's such a sweetheart. Yeah. That, and they love everybody and everything. We hope you're better. And if somebody could go through a breakup and they're going to be with you. And I don't know if I could do. I don't know if I could do that. I was going to say be phony, but I would have to be phony. Kevin and uh, Nichelle probably aren't. Yes, yes, Paul.
6: So merit at First Sight, it's, it's based off a Danish show called Gift Vlad Forst Blick which, you know, that was very popular. He played for the Lakers,
3: oh. didn't he? It was, it's hyphenated. Yeah, he got traded to, to uh, for
6: Kobe. Man, can he shoot? Man, <laughs> can he. He was a big flopper. So it's been on 15 seasons, because they do like a couple seasons per year. Mm-hmm. And here are the stats. Uh, 59 couples have been matched, like where the, a psychologist and people talk to them. 43 of them chose to stay married on Decision Day, and, and out of which almost two-thirds have since divorced, filed for divorce, or announced a divorce. Mm. As of February... Only twelve of the fifty nine couples who've uh, been paired on the show are still together. That's a twenty percent success rate back to you
3: mm. yeah, it's an interesting show it is i can't I can't lower myself to watching those things i just I'll watch a lot of stuff that could be trashy, but I can't do that because it's funny because some of them are like
4: into each other right away, you know. And there's like all kinds of things that come with that that you're like, oh, dang, all right, right out of the gate. Let's go. And then other people, they couldn't be more uh, yeah, repulsed like... Repulsed
6: by one yeah, another. Yeah, just
4: like they're just looking at each other and like, we're supposed to be like
6: intimate with each other? No. Yeah, it's falling. When, when you watch the show, The Bachelor or The Bachelorette... You, I can't watch those. But you have a little bit. A long, long time ago. Once in a while, there'll be a, a woman or even a guy on there who's like just perfect looking. They've got like a good job. And they look like a, like a 12 out of 10. They, you know, all the dudes look like Brady Quinn. Well, that's what they, that,
3: they want you to tune in. I don't think if, you know, one of us showed up, they'd no. be like, oh, did you see The Bachelor?
6: No, I'm aware why they program. I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, when you look at some of these women, I'm like, how did they end up there? You, you think they could just walk down the street and have 10 dudes following them? Yeah, but they, they want to be on TV. Everybody wants all, to be on TV. Do you think there's some of them there that's just, like, no. a mess? No.
3: I, well, I think there's, they want to be stars. You want to be on TV. All right. Everybody does. Yes, Eden. I will say that this show is a little different
4: because they do. It does seem like they make an attempt to actually match people up. So they will be like this cute, like little nerdy couple. Right. Or then these this other couple that are super athletic. Right. It's not just, oh, this dude used to be on a soap opera, but now he's the guy. Hmm. You know
3: what I mean? Hmm. I can't I can't watch The Bachelor, or Bachelor. No, 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 I can't do that. It's uncomfortable. Yes, Todd?
7: And on The Bachelor, they seem to be playing roles, other than the fact that they just want to be on TV and they're acting like they all love this guy, Zach, which I don't get. But one's like the crazy but one. But you watch it, I don't do. you? I do. They drag me in. One's the crazy oh. one. There's always one's the sensitive
1: one that cries of everything. One's yeah. just kind of a lunatic that he better pick her or she's going to kill <laughs> both of them.
3: It's just uncomfortable watching those shows. You know, where you're going, oh, my God, you're crying on TV over this guy.
6: And they're driving
1: back to the airport and the camera obviously right in their face. Right? Oh, I thought we had something together. My life is over. I can really
4: feel myself <laughs> falling for you. <laughs>
3: That—that's that, that, the one that. Like, dude, I, shut uh, up! Yeah. <laughs> and when it's a guy who says, I, I, I could really see myself falling for you," I just—I think I'm in love with two of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'd be in love with more than two of them. I love you, and I love you, and I love you. This isn't what I signed up for. It's exactly what <laughs> you. Yes, <he said>. Yeah. <laughs> Final hour coming up. We'll talk to Sharif Abdurrahim. Rahim. He's the president of the G League. Do they recruit in the G League? Also, we'll talk about the future of the one and done. What it means for college basketball as well. Final hour coming up right after this.
2: Live Nation presents Concert Week.